What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 9th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Greg, I finished the last episode of Tiger King last oh, night. How do, you, how do you feel? I every I feel disgusting. Everybody <laughs> in that show sucks. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Every time you think you find somebody who might be redeemable, they're not. They're they're not redeemable yeah. that much. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's. I don't know if there's one redeemable character in that show or char- person like in that whole documentary series. How it's pissed do you think Carol Baskins is that she had to put up with Joe Exotic being all up in her business all the time, doing a lot of things, crossing a lot of lines, saying a lot of horrible things, but then also reigniting, not only reigniting, I mean, pouring gasoline and then a nuclear bomb on this conversation that she killed her husband. Oh, legit, like, by episode, I think it was, like, episode two or three, where they got, where they, where they spent the whole time focusing on Carol Baskin, and the whole time I was like, oh, wow, this took a turn, is this whole show going to be about Carol Baskin, and then they just, like, took a left turn, they're like, no, nah, we're back on Anjo Exotic now, but I'll, like, the whole, the whole last half of that show, I was like, are we just going to ignore the fact that Carol Baskin might have killed her husband? Is that, are we just going to, are you just going to let that slide? The world will not let it slide for sure. That's going yeah. on. And then I saw a great tweet the other day from somebody who was just like, all right, cool. Now that we're all done with Tiger King, can we get a documentary about the doc and his weird cult yeah, of stock job Angel? women? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Like, what the fuck? Every, How did we just let that slide, too? Yeah, every episode was just something different and, and, and unique. Did you see that they might do, like, a sequel series? No, I didn't see that. Which I, I think that was announced somewhere. It's not going to be on Netflix, but on, on a different channel, they're going to do a sequel series. And I don't know if they've detailed any, any about what it's going to be about. Yeah. But I, I want to know more about Doc. I want to – I guess I don't really need to know more about Carol Baskin at this point. But then yeah. I also want to know about um, – I can't remember his, his name, but the guy who took over the zoo. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Because he seems like, like he has some dude. fascinating – Yeah, the back he's, dude. He's, oh, he's lived life. Blessing, he's lived yeah. a life for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I had heard, and I, this is all rumors that I've followed up on it, not at all. Number one, I had heard that they were going to put one more episode up on Netflix of Tiger King. They had something going on. And then today oh. on IGN, I saw a headline that uh, Rob Lowe and somebody else are trying to get the rights to do a Tiger King, like, dramatization or something. But Oh. Yeah. Who knows? You know what yeah. I mean? Entertaining uh, show, though. I enjoyed myself watching other it. Other than that, are you well? I, I only talk to you on camera because even before we yeah. go live, we sit here in this, like, awkward thing where we talk to Kevin, but we don't talk too much to each other. And it's like, I don't know if you like me. I hate everybody, Greg. Cool. Fair, no, I'm, I, I, I love, I, I love all you guys. Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm, I'm chilling. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty the last two days, which is a thing that I don't usually do. Sure. Um, but I, for some reason, yesterday I was like, man, I kind of want to, I want to play a first-person shooter because I've been playing Siege, as I've been talking about mm-hmm. on the podcast. And Siege is one of those games where it's very tactical. You, uh, you don't get that many kills during during a match um because it is like last man standing or you're trying to like escort the hostage out or or do whatever it's objective based and so yesterday i was like man you know i don't get that many kills in siege because there's not really that many kills to get i just want to like run around and just like have a good old time and shoot things and then it popped in my mind that like oh yeah call of duty is a game that exists and so yesterday (laughs) i started i I hopped into call of duty and i've just been playing that nonstop, and it's been like the most relaxing thing weirdly enough now have you heard about this game called the division two because I was playing I, that I have last night, it. and let me tell you, that also has you running around and shooting things. You could play that. I also played Borderlands three for True. a while last night. Both games you could play with me and Kevin. True, but I I want that competitive. Speaking of me, I'm doing yeah. pretty good. Thanks for asking, guys. We are going to get to it because oh, we're going to transition. Okay. To see if you would download Division Two Warlords of New York yet? Have you yet, Kevin? I'm too busy getting a you new nail gun. Oh, you, you can't see it because it keeps. But whatever. Well, it's got to be turned on, right? Too. 
What? I mean, I can see it, I guess, but like, it's just like, I can that sounds like a staple gun. Don't, don't, please good. don't turn it on. Please don't turn it on in the middle of this. Please. Please don't use the snail gun in the middle of the intro. All right. In fact, let's just transition out of this. Today, we're going to talk about Cybertunk. Cybertunk? Cyberpunk isn't <laughs> delayed. Uh, Valorant is popular. And is it time for the MTV of gaming? Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, your squad up requests, and everything under the video game sun. Plus, you can get the show ad-free. Uh, you can get it with the exclusive post show. You can help us take care of our bills at Patreon.com slash kinda funny games if you have no bucks to toss away though no big deal you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kinda funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kinda funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kinda funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe uh housekeeping for you it is thursday which means that today Nick Scarpino is starting his second part of his Last of Us playthrough. The first time he's ever played. This is over on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I saw a lot of comments going around, some scuttlebutt on the internet and the subreddits and stuff. Remember, the way we're doing this is we're doing the streaming of it is like a live recording of it. And then we're going to put up one giant video on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames later. So if you want to watch it piecemeal, you need to be over on Twitch or tweet at Tim Geddes, who makes these decisions. Because I just come on the camera and make gold. Right, Blessing? exactly how's that going by the way how how was part one i missed you know it. not as bad as you, i thought it was going to be i thought it might be a struggle because it's and, and this isn't even like let's put down the characters you know what i mean let's just not mm-hmm. even do it i'm not even falling at nick like it is that thing of like man i don't know how nick's sensibilities especially coming off of like doom eternal right are gonna yeah. ma- mash up with last of us and he's doing great he's having a great time with it he's he's not struggling he's get, getting all the systems you know that first when I think of The Last Episode, I think of your first challenge, you remember what I'm talking about here, where you drop in that office building in Boston, it's you, Ellie, yeah. and Tess, and it's like the first time you actually have to like sneak stealth around and stuff. He got through it in a couple of tries, no problem. Like in his death count. Nice. Yeah, his death count is what? He has five deaths and one pee break right now after three hours oh. of gaming. So that's not bad. That's not bad at yeah, all. That's not you bad at all. I mean? Yeah, so I'll see yeah, what happens today as, it, as, the, as the, it increases. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, my noodle man says, "Did Nick find a break? Greg, I, I got good news. The air Jesus. compressor is going. Well, I'll have it on in a second. Okay, Kevin, thank you. Just keep it away from your temple, please. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, aka Momo, uh, Al Tribesman, the Predator. For some reason, nobody understands that one anymore. <laughs> and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now." Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. I was really wow. afraid when Kevin came on to do the jingle or the baker's dozen part. He was it was going to end like a thum, thum, <laughs> the <snail laughs> going off in the air. Paula's screaming and running from the room. <laughs> Number one on the Roper Report, everybody can relax, Cyberpunk is on track. This is Andy Chalk from PC Gamer. The coronavirus outbreak has knocked a lot of plans off track. Conferences have been canceled, hardware has grown more scarce and expensive, and games and updates have been delayed. But one company that's staying the course, for now at least, is CD Projekt Red. Which said in a 2019 overview released today that despite the shift to working from home, the scheduled September release date for Cyberpunk 2077 remains on target. Quote, there is no shortage of motivation and we all possess all the tools we need, I'm sorry, all the tools needed to facilitate remote work. 
We've been operating in this mode for over three weeks, and to date, results confirm that we can carry on with all our operations without major disruptions, CD Projekt Group President and CEO Adam Kaczynski said. Quote, our plans haven't changed. We're steaming towards the September release of Cyberpunk. It's impossible to say right now how the optimism will hold up. September 17th, uh, Cyberpunk 2077's current release date is still far enough away that an on-schedule release is feasible, but it's impossible to say at this point how the COVID-19 outbreak will progress. If developers are forced to continue working from remote deep into the summer, it could force another delay. In March, for instance, Bethesda delayed the release of Fallout 76 Wastelanders update because working from home, quote, has affected our ability to do the final testing we need, end quote. CD Projekt has a longer run-up to release, but Cyberpunk 2077 is a much larger and more complex endeavor. CD Projekt also reported that 2019 was a very good year overall, with sales revenues up 44% over 2018 to uh, $125 million, as The Witcher 3, which is now five years old, somehow continues to kill it. Blessing. Yep. Is this lip service? Is it just what they think now? Is Cyberpunk 2077 going to get delayed again? I think... This is what they think now, but also I'm not of the mind that it it is going to get delayed. Like I think it, I think the cha- right now we just don't know. In terms of what they're saying here, this sounds to me like working from home doesn't really affect their pipeline that much. It sounds like they're confident that in terms of readiness that they'll be good to go. But I don't know how confident they can be in terms of what we've seen with Last of Us Part Two and Iron Man VR and how you can't really print CDs when no, when nobody's there to or when you when you can't show up to the off or to the uh, wherever to like print CDs um what, say what happens if say ESRB shuts down or something like that we talked about this recently um where you had, said they've been very clear that lately I saw a headline going around yesterday like we're not going nothing's getting delayed we've been on top of it so far I'm like all right yeah because we saw the Japanese rating board yeah. get shut down the other day which means and they're shut down for a month which means there's going to be a month of backup in terms of getting games rated which right. then is going to push games in in that way um there are so many cogs in the machine that I I think right now it's hard to say confidently whether or not uh, you are going to make your day, especially when we don't know when this thing is going to blow over. That said, I, I have confidence that th- that in terms of readiness and in terms of development and where they're at in their schedule, that they'll probably be fine to like get the, have the game ready to go, whether yeah. or not the game is going to be able to get, come out by, by that time, by September. We'll see. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about this is that they can be very clear, right? That they're operating in this mode. Our plans haven't changed. We're going towards the September release. The thing that gets in the way of that, right, is what you're talking about, is this domino effect. It does become what Naughty Dog seems to be going through or has gone through here, right? Where, no, no, Last of Us is going to be ready for the date we said it was going to be, but the world isn't. We're, you know, we're not going to be able, like you're saying, QA testing with PlayStation. Uh, We're not going to be able to get rating. We're not going to be able to get the supply chain out. We're not going to be able to, you know, there's so many different, as you said, cogs in this machine that even if CD Projekt is like, you know what? No, we're nailing it. Our system works. We know how much work this game needs and we're confident we're going to hit it and be ready to have a gold master disc. That's great. But will manufacturing be there? You know, again, like you brought it up of like, it, the delays in Japan in terms of just rating a game, think about the delays in the production pipeline of these things, where it is going to come out and then a game that was supposed to go into production uh, late uh, in March, early April or something now is suddenly pushed back into May. What does that do in the domino effect of getting everything out that way? Yeah, no, that, that was, that was gonna be my next point, right? Last was getting delayed and seemingly Ghost of Tsushima probably, probably being delayed and, and 
pretty much all the big games that are coming out before September likely being delayed. Like, what does that do in terms of Cyberpunk and where it kind of stands in that domino effect and in that line of games, big games that are coming out this year? Like, does that then push that game or do games get shuffled around in a way where Cyberpunk takes priority because it's a bigger game? Or And I don't really think that's how that's how that's going to work. Yeah, yeah. And that's the big question. And I think... I don't, you know, CD Projekt Red and CD Projekt uh, in particular, CD Projekt Group have always been, and granted, I don't know everyone there personally or anything, but from the people I know and the way they handle their business, they're straight shooters in the way of like, you know, they aren't out there trying to money, grab your money. They're not out there trying to kill you with microtransactions. They've always been, we're trying to make uh, gamer first moves, right? We're trying to, we think of the audience at the end of this, right? When there is a controversy that pops up, they do address it head on. They don't try to word salad it and get out of it, right? Yeah. This year, I take as yes, they have all 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 of their emotions and plans and where they think they're going is that they are still targeting that September date. However, there's so many things out of their control that I think it'll be interesting to see if they actually hit it. Yeah. Uh get on them for uh The Witcher 3 though. Seeing that The Witcher 3 is still killing it. I know we we talked about this recently with The Witcher show coming out on Netflix and that get, then giving the game a boost and the game rising to the top of Steam or like breaking its own concurrent player records on Steam. But yeah, let's see, seeing these numbers, seeing that like man, Witcher 3 is still like I, I don't want to use the word sustaining them cuz that sounds like without Witcher 3 killing it that they wouldn't be still around, but like seeing Witcher 3 break through or continue to break through and continue to still, you know, sell like crazy. Like that's insane. And I want to, and I want to see how cyberpunk, how cyberpunk does. And if it does similarly, like what does that do for the studio and what does that do for their future output? That's a fascinating question, right? Cause I've said before when we've talked about Witcher 3 and talked about CD project red, right? That Witcher 3 was their breakout. And I know a lot of people, when I say that, pop up and like, well, no, Witcher 2 and Witcher 1 were super. And I'm like, yes, they were successful on the PC. I'm talking about, though, the numbers that is put on the board, the fact that it's still selling so much this year, the fact that there's a show about it, even though that wasn't directly related to just the video game. You are talking about the fact that Witcher 3 put them into a different league. And so now this is the first test. And I think in a very similar way of when Naughty Dog did The Last of Us. They were coming off the Uncharted's and it was, I remember a question for me, at least in the mainstream games and how many units the last of us would sell. Do people who casually consume games have a PlayStation like these, you know, narrative experiences. Remember how great the uh, like Uncharted commercials were with Kevin Butler, right? Where they were talking about like, it looks like a movie and everything else. Like Uncharted broke through to a bunch of different people. Did hmm. they understand that Naughty Dog meant something that that label that like when you see that logo pop up on your screen when you start a game that that means quality. And I think with Last of Us, you clearly see that they did. They were able to come out and successfully crush this new IP. And so now to go to again, I, and I'm, I know I'm always pissing off book people and board game people come to a new video game IP that people aren't that not everybody has a connection to with Cyberpunk. Right. But have it be it's from the creators of The Witcher 3. It's from CD Projekt Red. Like. How much will that matter? How much will that resonate? Yeah. And then, plus, I think the other interesting thing about this is that I saw, again, now that everything's weird and it's a brand new world, I like to occasionally glance over at the Twitch chat, which I want to do back in the studio. But somebody in there was like, I don't know, you know, how much you have to worry about the physical pipeline because CD Projekt cares so much about their PC audience, right? And they are a downloadable thing. I don't fully agree. I think every company has to worry about how many units they're going to sell, how many millions of copies they're going to sell, and the promotion you get in the store, and yada, yada, yada. You are still worrying about your bottom line. But I do think it's an interesting question that, or even proposition, that CD Projekt is so on their own in such a bootstrap success story and 
crazy that I could see them if it was that, hey, the discs aren't going to be ready in time. I could see them totally writing a, a, a giant letter and putting it out and being like, hey, guys, this sucks because of COVID, because of this. But we also don't want to make you wait any longer for this. We're going to put out mm-hmm. as a digital. We're going to put the collector's editions and, uh, you know, uh, actual game cases out when we can. And maybe it's two month delay or whatever for that. But I could see them being enough like we this game means so much to us. We want to get it to you. And we hope that you if you're a physical person, you will buy it when it, it is physically out there. But yeah. we understand that that that'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be is, bold. That'd be crazy. It's it, it. But it's an interesting proposition because um, CD Projekt Red, they're not necessarily owned by like a bigger entity right it's not like naughty dog where naughty Dog's owned by Sony. yeah they don't have like a, a, a parent company like that they don't have like playstation on top of them yeah like i know there's cd project red and then above them is cd project CD project group yeah yeah and i don't know if there i don't think there's anything above cd project group in terms of like a bigger entity that 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 needs this game to, to do this many units so they can so they yeah, can, yeah. Um, if they have a parent company yeah. how their investors all break down right yeah Exactly. And so from that idea, then, yeah, I could I could see them possibly going digital only first and then releasing physical later. But at the same time, Cyberpunk is poised to be such a big game this year that staggering the releases and splitting up those numbers, I feel like is still it's it's a it's it's a it's a risk. But at the same time, like once again, we look at the Witcher three numbers and we see how good Witcher three is doing right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, two, three, four, five years down the line, does Cyberpunk's staggered release then affect it? I mean, I given the Witcher numbers, I would think that in the long run that works out for them. Oh yeah, but that's the question too of like how long do you want to let it be? How long? Yeah. I mean, do you want you want that? Re- people want their return investment right away, right? They of course want uh, all their they want they want to return their investment. They want a giant return on their investment. They want all this different thing. They want you know an ability to not only make their money back, but make their money back hand over fist. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out if anybody, if anybody owns it, because right now, Steve, Steve gerbs in the chat says CD project red is owned at least partially by the Polish government, which I'm unfamiliar with, Mm -hmm. but that could be true. I guess I'm looking in here. Right. And I know W does WB that published the Witcher three in certain territories. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the I don't know if they have right. any hand in Cyberpunk. They have two owners listed on Wikipedia that are just the guys that are the, I guess, uh, technically that's three owners. And that would come up to just over 50%. So they're still, they, they are the majority owners. I don't think they, and they're traded as a public company. I don't see anybody in here in terms of like fucking Tencent owns 20% of them yeah. or something like that. So I think, yeah, that they could be crazy enough to do it on their own is basically what I'm saying. But well, where do you feel like the odds are in terms of cyberpunk getting delayed? It's so hard to say, right? Because you we're still in the middle of this storm. You know, uh, yeah. uh, Tamora from GameSpot had an amazing tweet yesterday that I think we all feel right. And it was it was uh, me. Man, it's already Wednesday. Also me. How is it only Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Like Time just lost all meaning. Right. And the fact that you figure a month ago we were still working in the office, like we were still like, you know, it, 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 it was that was a month ago. <laughs> normal right yeah I'm totally like, at, at this point legit i'll like i was sitting down yeah i want to figure out the last office it was either last it was, it was either last night or this morning morning i can't tell anymore yeah. but i was sitting down and i was like man at a certain point i might have worked like I'm, i might we i might hit the point where i work for kind of funny from home more so than in the studio <laughs> <laughs> like that That's might be a so thing that sad happens. that is so so sad yeah yeah and so who knows like 
I don't know. It's so easy now. I could easily see it happening, but again, to what we're talking about, I could also see it that you weather this storm, you know, the world economy starts getting back on track in the beginning of May, and then throughout the summer, we normalize to where it normally is. And then, yeah, by September, maybe everything's firing the way it should be, and you're not, you're fine. But it is that question of how much are we not seeing right now? You know, we see the tip of the iceberg of PlayStation be like, all right, we're, you know, we're pushing back The Last of Us and uh, Iron Man indefinitely. But we also don't see what that means for manufacturing of discs. We don't see that for shipping. We don't know how fucked up the supply chain is and how many people start pushing into that stuff. Yeah. Follow-up question. Yeah. This is totally unrelated, but related. What are the chances that you think Cyberpunk comes out and it doesn't meet expectations? Mm, great question. <sighs> I... I don't worry about that. I think obviously expectations is is such a hard thing to throw out there. Like, what does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. in terms of everybody has a different expectation for it. Those demos I've seen at E3, if you can extrapolate those out into an entire game, I think you're going to be fine. I, and I don't think they've overpromised in a way that they haven't backed up, if that makes sense. Like you watch it and you're like, oh, cool. This is, you know, it has, it reminds you of a Fallout RPG, but with better combat, but it's not still not like, this it's not call of duty combat but it you know what I yeah mean? it feels good it's an rpg still yeah exactly and so like i think if you're delivering on that and you're you give me the choice and the ability and the backstory and all that stuff the only way I, the way i could see it falling down is if it wasn't big enough you know what i mean they can't live up to the ideas where it is like you know there are no you know you can how the whole thing is like you can make all these different choices and they'll say all these different things and if we start getting mm -hmm. those comparison videos that that's not happening right uh if it turns out that everybody's expecting this to be some giant sweeping thing like the witcher 3 was right but then you get it and it is only 20 hours only 20 hours right like mm -hmm. i don't know i obviously anything's possible and we've been burned before but i feel like cd project red's got a great head on their shoulders for what they're doing here and i think they know from what they've shown before what they're doing what do you think I mean, I, I'm pretty confident. It's, it's it's the game that I'm most looking forward to this year, which is also the thing that kind of fills me with a bit of fear if it comes through and it it it, it becomes Red Dead Redemption Two for me because I like you, I was I, I played Red Dead Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two yeah. and I wasn't really feeling it all that much. Like I, I at a certain point, I was like, okay, this is not a man of taste, a man of taste, right there, everybody. Yeah, it it just wasn't what I was what I was looking for out of a game. Um, whereas Cyberpunk setting wise does more for me and then also like knowing it's i mean it being an rpg also does more more for me um but i don't, I'm, i part of me is scared that it that it, it that it becomes another red dead redemption 2 situation for me mm -hmm. where like i jump in and i'm like no this game is like technically magnificent this game like looks beautiful the writing is great all this stuff but all the pieces just don't come together for me that's like my one my one fear for it but even that like i I'm pretty confident that I'm going to enjoy that game. See, I guess, and this is and this is not a great comparison, I guess, but stick with me because it burns people. But when Kevin and I went and saw No Man's Sky, we left knowing what No Man's Sky was and we're excited for No Man's Sky for what it was. Whereas I think the people who listened to the interviews or just saw a trailer got crazy about it. Seeing the demos of what I saw for Cyberpunk, I'm like, yeah, give me more of that. Give me hours of that. And mm -hmm. going in and, you know tweaking the way the hud looks on your screen and choosing your back like what i kept saying about it and still do is that i feel when i play most rpgs right i almost always make a taylor swift or carve supergirl right and i just play the good path and that's what it is everything they've shown about cyberpunk makes it look like such a gray world where the choices aren't good or bad aren't you know black or white 
that I really do feel like this is going to be the first time that I go in there and model the character after somebody, but still go like, okay, cool. This is a, this is a real role playing game for me where I am going to make choices based on how I actually feel, not on the, well, this is clearly what a good guy would do. You know what I mean? Like how you pissed me off or what you did or how you acted in this situation. Like that's the kind of stuff I want. And then seeing how, you know, you're, changing your own build out of your body with all the uh, cyberpunk additions and things like that like that seems like an awesome world to get lost in 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 a system to get lost in if it all pays off um and then yeah for the combat in there like the combat you know for me when i play a fallout that's like always like the clunkiest thing or it's like all right fine whatever but like that gets around it from what i've seen here it does look so awesome like when she has that i don't know if you've seen it but when she uh the character whoever you're playing as has that like neon Hmm. rope that it looks like you're gonna choke people with but then they use it as like a whip and slice people's like fucking arms off and shit i'm like that looks yeah that looks like fun to play and that's the thing is like you know my problem with red dead was that i just felt like i didn't like arthur morgan and there was no way for me to change it right like there was no and that, that's okay to an extent because obviously they're trying to tell me a story like the same thing with last of us but they just made him such an unappealing character whereas with this even if it is that i'm a, a gutter rat street trash whatever and i pick that up and i start playing as that character the choices i start making will then make that character feel more or less like it you know as arthur morgan i was making choices i felt in game that should have got me in trouble with dutch or should have changed the way the world perceived me but they didn't and so that was kind of the thing of like, all right, well, I'm just cast as this character. There's nothing I can do about it. Like yeah. with this one, it feels like honestly the world should. And I guess this is where I could fail again. The world should be reacting to what I'm doing, whether it is just the nice close circle, right? Of like talking about how this crap happened. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the thing I'm looking forward to is one of my favorite RPG series is Fallout, right? And Fallout 3, I love Fallout 4. I, I think I enjoyed Fallout 4 more than most people because I, I really, really dug it even though yeah. like it seems like most like i'm not gonna say most but it seems like a, a large amount of people kind of felt underwhelmed by it compared that's to the thing about fallout it games. right fallout 4 like i enjoyed in platinum and had a great time with and put down but it was the thing that fallout 4 didn't make a it did not make a dramatic step from fallout 3 yeah. so it was exactly yeah. what you expected of like i'm gonna get fallout 3 but it'll look a little bit better and run a little bit better yep that's what it was you okay know, that's, yeah. that's not something you talk about or write home about and that's why you don't hear about it i feel like yeah and so if i if i get into cyberpunk and it is that in spirit in terms of me having my own character and building my own story and going at my own pace and doing my own thing and and, and experiencing all these different other characters in, in in this cool cyberpunk world it was that mixed with then like deus ex which is another series that i love right like deus ex human revolution and mankind divided uh i absolutely love those games yeah. um and so if it's if if it has those elements of you know this cool this cool futuristic world that has like weird politics stuff going on and and and, and illustrations about like class disparity and all, and all this other stuff like if i'm able to go into this game and it delivers on giving me the best of both those worlds then that's really all i kind of want from it at this point yeah uh worth pointing out in kind of funny.com slash you're wrong there's been a couple of people wrote in saying steve steve gerbs is wrong uh blood moose 11 says cd project red is not owned by the polish government even in part they got a seven million dollar grant to research seamless multiplayer and city creation so just a grant wow. it looks like they are still owned and operated and don't have to worry about that stuff but again, keep them coming if you, we figure it out. Is Play Dead a, a Polish studio? I forget where Play Dead is. Because Play Dead God, also gets... Them. This is like the th- third podcast. Yeah, no, I bring, them, I bring them up all the time. But Play Dead also gets grants from the government for game development. I don't know, well, I don't know if that's just a Polish thing. Well, no. Uh, outside of America, it's pretty much a thing. It's the reason Canada has so many amazing indies. Because oh. the Canadian government looks at these people and goes, Oh, this is a great idea. Why don't you make this game and further this thing? And we'll pay for it so you don't have to mortgage your house. And if you if it doesn't sell a bajillion copies, you're out of business. 
And that's why America has a huge bleed in uh, brain power and why people keep going other places and founding studios. Yeah, I guess but the I government should support our ideas instead of our You know, socialism. Ooh. God, I hate it. You know what I mean, Kevin? Get you in a breadline right now. That's what would be happening. <laughs> why don't we move to Montreal? It's a great question. Well, well you, have to, America, you have to learn God, French. You have to learn French. You have to learn French. I can, it, I can it, learn French. You, no, you can't. I, I, it's I, impossible. I, I've tried. I know I've, the basic I, words. Bonjour. Bonjour. Je That's how you, they're going to laugh you out of the fucking shit. Let's go to Vancouver. Say. Let's go to Toronto. We go to Vancouver. We hang out with Vic Lucas. Kevin, tu, tu parles un peu français? Oui, je parle un peu. See? We can get by. We can get by for sure. We can get by for sure. I'm just how do you saying. say bathroom? That's all I need to know. Bangs. Is that, that accurate? That's B A N S, yeah. There's an I in there too. B A N S. Oh, it's Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. I'm yeah, telling you, it's not correct. worth it though. You know what I mean? 100%. We should go there and we should ch- we should ch- tell around. them. You we know? should go there and we should <laughs> tell them that this is silly and you should need you should just pick English. That's what we should do. It's oh, weird. I don't know how well that's like, gonna roll. We'll do two. Get out of here. Just do English. You're not French. Why? You're yeah, Canadian. you're wasting so much time. So you know what I mean? Think of all the advancements Montreal could have made in both the biological field and technological field if they didn't have to say everything twice. They didn't have to write their science twice. Mm-hmm. They're wasting time. Everything they've done has been halved. They could imagine it one uh, half further. You know what I mean? Look at how successful Jen's been since she came to America. You know what I mean? Oh, what was she, she doing up there? She started a company. Exactly. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying. And that company she, would be two thirds more successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nanobiologist says play that is in fact Danish. But Danish. And Charles Jacobson said play that is, is Danish. The Danish Danish Film Institute supports them financially. Again, support the arts, ladies and gentlemen, and not just the farts. It's <laughs> uh, time to talk about Valorant, which means I need you, Kevin, to call up the number one games journalist, Andy Cortez. Uh, number two on can, the Roper Report. What? Can you can Blessing call him into the call? I can call him if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just if I do it here, it breaks it even further. Okay. So are you calling him, Bless? I can call him, yeah. While you do that, I'm going to give you the synopsis, or just the news story here. This is a press now, release from, oh my god. Can, can people who aren't leading the call call people into the call? I believe Because so. I don't see an as option. As long as you're all friends. Are you it's not that little friends plus with guy Andy? There, right? Come up here. He might not be friends with Add Andy friends was. to DM. There That's you what go. That's what to do. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Once you I press gotcha. that button, I should be able to press this one and everything's going to go smoothly. Here we go. Let's try it. Uh, number two, Valorant is really popular. Uh, Twitch, the world's leading service and community for multiplayer entertainment and video game developer and publisher Riot Games, today announced the highly anticipated first-person tactical shooter Valorant broke Twitch's single-day hours-watched record in a single-game category within the first hours of the closed beta launch. While also surpassing 1.7 million peak concurrent viewers, uh, second only to the 2019 League of Legends World Cup Finals, Valorant set a new record with 34 million hours watched. Riot Games is collaborating with Twitch to entitle fans with Valorant closed beta access, which kicked off on Tuesday. Number one games journalist Andy Cortez is getting back into bed. (laughs) Hey, Andy. What's going on, Greg? How you doing, man? Good. You're super quiet. Oh, um, super quiet? Yeah, no, that's oh, better. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How about now? Does that sound okay now? Yeah, it's better. You're broadcasting yeah, wire, from... You're a bit wireless muffled, headset. but... Wireless headset. Wireless headset. Okay, well, I'm glad you worried about the technology. Astro. Why are you in bed? Oh, I'm just you know, selling some turnips. Oh, okay. Turnips. What's your turnip price today in Animal Crossing? Not great, Greg. Not great. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at 107 right now, but Belinda oh, that's garbage. Garcia, Belinda's turnip price is 480-something. 
apparently. That's also garbage. I'm telling you, don't sell if it's not if it's below 500. Just tweet and you'll find it. That's what I did. I sold them for 662 over on Ants Island. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! But now, are you tired because you've been staying up playing so much Valorant lately? Uh, no. Last night I got a good night of sleep, actually, Greg. Uh, I went to bed around uh, midnight. You, uh, Whoa. You know, wow, I stayed up later than you? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because last night I was exhausted. If you all, you know, when you all watch the Final Fantasy VII spoiler cast we recorded, you will understand what happened with my whole sleep schedule. Sure. It was, yeah. uh, it was a disaster. But I'm feeling better now, Greg. Okay, well, so to help me a little bit with this transition then, just how you've played Valorant, right? <laughs> I've played a ton of Valorant, Greg. Yeah, a ton of Valorant. I I need your preview for it because, of course, the Gamescast, we've been doing the whole reviews lately. Uh, PS, I love you is a PlayStation podcast. Now we're talking about Valorant. I need what tell me all about Valorant. What is Valorant number one for people who don't know? And then what do you think of it? uh, Well, Valorant is Riot's take on a CSGO style game, right? Uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive is still, uh, you know, it's been around for it feels like, you know, 80 years, and the game still kills whenever there are giant tournaments. And so this is essentially Riot, who makes League of Legends. It's them saying, we want to make a style game like that. We want to bring in the industry's best. We want to bring in former CSGO pros. We want to bring in level designers um, from from other games that have been killing it. And we want to take on Counter-Strike Go. Gotcha. uh, CSGO. And uh, it's essentially a 5v5 uh, strategic sort of shooter. It's it's slow-paced, Greg. It's very... If you... I obviously you've seen CSGO, but uh, fans of Rainbow Six Siege will really uh, enjoy it as well. It's very tactical. Uh, it, so essentially what they their, their take on it, though, is they have added heroes to it. Similar to you play an Overwatch or you play, I guess, even Rainbow Six Siege. It's, you're not just a generic operative. You Each character has their own perks. Each character has their own movesets, their own abilities. They Got have it. ultimate abilities as well. But Riot is very very straightforward in saying we don't really want ultimates to determine the result of the match we want pure uh aiming and gun skill to really determine who's going to win okay. the ultimates are just or the abilities are just there to sort of help you along the way um and yeah it's it's really good so far it's i've i really enjoyed my time with it it's hard as hell it is a game that uh, again i haven't been pc gaming for very long and it's very hard to hop into a game like this <laughs> because everybody playing right now are a lot of people who are super interested in CSGO or have sure. been playing CSGO for a long time. Okay. You going to stick with it, you think? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I think, uh, I think it's just sort of this perfect storm right now where, you know, for better, or for worse, there's a lot of people at home right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people not at work. There's a lot of kids at home. Uh, that being along with all the giant Riot audience being there, or uh, not only Riot fans, but CSGO fans and the biggest Twitch streamers are super addicted to it. Uh, the enthusiasm is real. I think I'm going to stick with it only because I feel I've wanted to jump in on a shooter like this, but to be at the ground floor level with everybody else, as opposed to when Alfredo Diaz from uh, Achievement Hunter. Dude like, sucks. When are you going to play a Rainbow Six Siege with me, Andy? I'm like, dude, that game is all map knowledge. Like, yeah, of course, it is. You need, to, you need to know how to aim, too. But if you don't have the map knowledge, you're going to be lost. And, oh, I can shoot through wood. Also, I didn't know. You know, there's so many little things mm-hmm. in that game that I feel very intimidated by. But this game, to get to learn along with everybody else, I feel uh, very confident that I'll be dominating. Uh, Giving me, like, about four years. I, sh- I should be pretty good wow. by then. 
All right, great. Uh, people awesome. can keep up with you, uh, of course, on twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Yeah, correct, correct. You streaming it tonight? I will be, yeah. Uh, bless you in. What's going on? I I don't have the code. I don't have the, the in to the beta. You, well, you well, I, you said you, you copped to it and said you were too scared to ask. Here's the thing. Though, yes. Here, here's the really – my favorite thing about Valorant, though, Greg. Let me just yeah. throw this out really, really quick. Valorant was built from the ground up to run on really, really old machines. Um, okay. th- th- they are targeting just mass, right? We want the we want even decade old specs to be able to run mm-hmm. this game, and it's crazy because you know my I have my work PC that I that Kevin built for me, and it has a GTX 1070 Nvidia card, which isn't like you know it's pretty old by now. It's not super powered or anything like that. And when I play Call of Duty Warzone, which I've been addicted to as well on PC, uh, I if I try to run it at 1440p resolution, um, at a 144 hertz i can maybe get like 90 frames a second maybe 80 frames a second but valorant can run 60 frames or 120 frames on even four-year-old gpus oh wow that's really impressive yeah that's really cool yeah so 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 you're uh, saying i should be able to run it on whatever oh yeah i mean i think you know they're they're guaranteeing that even if you have a decade-old machine you're you'll still probably get you know at least 30 frames you know um which isn't optimal but still like the fact that they are going for Hey, you with that four-year-old uh, Dell gaming laptop, you know, you can probably run this at, you know, either 1080p, 60, or even more frames than that. All right. That's, That's a good report. Thank you very much, Andy. I hope you get some rest. Much needed, obviously. Mm-hmm. No problem, Maybe guys. Get no some problem. good. Call me up whenever, guys. I'm usually asleep. Yeah, I no, I've noticed. It's it's a it's annoying having you and Fran be the ones playing this game, and then you know you both sleep till three in the afternoon. Uh, it's no thing, man. It ain't no thing. Mm, okay, well, all right. Blessing, hang up on him, I guess. All right, bye, Andy. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, hang with somebody. Oh God damn it! Oh wait, does Andy have to leave? I... Yeah, Andy, yeah, you have to, have to get out of bed. Yeah, Andy, you have to leave. Fucking shit, dude. Oh damn it. It took me a little bit, but this setup worked out really nice. No, yeah, you killed it, Kevin. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. I've been watching you put put it together. It looks great. Bye, Andy. He's that one worked quickly, you know I mean? too. That was good. Number three. He's pretty good, yeah. So, what are you, are you actually going to play this game? You're going to, you got to, because what, you gotta, do you have a computer over there? Do you have to dust it off? Is it a Windows 95? I mean, What's happening? I, will, I'll, I mean, I do have, I have like a couple of laptops, and I also have my work laptop right here sure. that I can, that I can play it on. And so, like, I have, I have a way to play it. It's just one of those things where mouse and keyboard, number one, I don't necessarily vibe with that much. I'm just yeah. a controller guy. You know, that's what I came are. up with. That's Meditate. what I know exactly and so there's that and then yeah the idea of playing it on my pc sounds like oh your drivers you know what i mean your daddy exactly oh god but it seems like a fun game like i I mean i like rainbow succeed oh sure um i love overwatch and so valorant kind of being like a meet in the middle between those two places i know it's more so counter-strike than anything but still like that sounds like a real fun game and so i want to at the very least try it out to see how i feel about it okay number three on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, is it time for an MTV of gaming? Uh, this is Patrick, 
Patrick Shanley, friend of the show over at The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he's talking about Venn. Uh, Build as the MTV of gaming, the new cross-road platform, uh, cross-platform offering, hopes to fill the void as majority of Hollywood productions shudder. Quote, this is an opportunity that's born from chaos. So says Ben Cousin, uh, co-founder and co-CEO of Venn, a new network focused on the video game and streaming industries and cultures of his newly formed company's decision to move up its launch from this fall to July amid the coronavirus pandemic. Quote, Venn is the nexus of gaming and media, and while most industries have stagnated, these two have taken off, he tells The Hollywood Reporter. With shelter-at-home orders in place across the nation, video game and streaming usage has skyrocketed in the U.S. With Venn, cousin and co-founder, co-CEO Ariel Horn are hoping to fill a void left by so many Hollywood projects shuddering to make entertainment more. I'm sorry, to make entertainment, make people happy, and offer an escape from the problems of the world. Originally set to launch late launch in the latter half of the year, then build as then build as the MTV of gaming will now debut in July across various platforms from AVOD bot broadcast offerings uh, to uh, streaming hubs such as Twitch and YouTube. Quote is going to be everywhere, uh, cousin says. We're calling it a universal network. That means that anywhere that consumers are consuming content. What does that? What does any of this mean? Wait. So what? <laughs> what, do they, what do they mean that the MTV of gaming? What does that? It, they talk. I mean, there's there's a lot over here. All right, over yeah, Hollywood Report. This... That's the opening to it. All right. So I can come in. Yeah. There. This is a uh, cousin again. There was a nagging sensation that there was a void that needed to be filled in this crossover of gaming and entertainment. G4 shuttered just just before the rise of gaming, and since most TV networks have been stuck Wait. negotiating <laughs> carriage feeds and distribution, we're coming in with a fresh perspective and business model. That's that's what allowing us to go directly after this market. We believe in the model that was created back in the 90s. We believe in TV and creating that space where you can go and be with others who have the same passions as you. Uh, this is Horn. Back then, MTV used to be a... You, back then, music used... Mu I'm dying. Back then, MTV used music as a lens of the pop culture. We believe if MTV were looking at the market now, they'd be looking at video games. Does that make more sense to you? No. Wait, so is, <laughs> is, this, a, is this a channel? Like, yes. they... This is going to okay. be a channel. It will also be on Twitch. It will also be on YouTube. It'll be everywhere. Anywhere you have a device, Ven wants to be. Okay, gotcha. So they're just like a new media service. They're, like a media company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they want to be considered, I think, a network. But that, that how does a network exist? Uh, yeah, they talk it... about how they were going to build and they were going to have a New York office as well. But since they're pushing the timeline up and they can't build in New York, it's just L.A. This is back to Patrick. That means a cut to Venn's planned 55 hours of programming per week at launch. Instead, the network will bow with uh, somewhere in the 30-hour range, Horn says. Once we get going in the air and the air starts to clear from COVID, we're going to light up our New York studio and do the full release, he explains. This sounds both like forward looking but also archaic at the same time like right. them them referencing g4 and M mtv specifically like them leading off with the mtv mtv comparison is really weird because i still don't understand what they're driving at in terms of that they're, i guess they're talking about having just different shows on a channel which is any channel i, don't I know mean you're MTV talking about having a network dedicated to video games in the way mtv was dedicated, to, dedicated music. to music and so gotcha. like that's a i think a clear way to cut to what i what i think they're driving at here and to your point, though, like this whole article goes on, it really doesn't get into what the programming is going to be. Yes. And that's where it's interesting. So, I mean, like, I think you can extrapolate from this that I imagine it will be that I guarantee 
looking ahead, we will be reading headlines here of Dr. Disrespect or Ninja or whoever signed some exclusive deal where they're making a show or they're highlighted clips or they're, you know, they're making a show that is just their clips and they'll be going on Ven. And then you'd imagine there'll be some kind of uh, kind of funny games daily knockoff over there that is like, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe not daily, maybe it's a weekly thing of like, and I say knockoff, like we fucking invented this. We're knocking off everybody else. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that'll be there doing a news thing and then there'll be a review show. And then like, you can kind you, it, I can see it as I wrap my head around it. The thing about it is, though, is just like launching a network, right? That has thirty hours a week of programming doesn't sound right. That sounds yeah. Right. It's like, like how many you- hours of programming does kind of, kind of funny do? Kevin's good at math, and he's thinking around. He's doing this, he's like, and he's got the nail gun. He's like, yeah. Well, that's ten hours Kevin's for the, the, for the think, daily huh? shows at least uh, a week, and then you add in K-pop seventy and- hours. Seventy hours? <laughs> no way. I just made no way. Up. I'm sorry. Okay, we I was like, gonna say because you figure we do three hours of live shows, yes, roughly, and then like for the morning then, shows, yeah, yeah so fifteen that's hours three, right there, fifteen, and then afternoon shows, which are what yeah. like two two hours a day, two, yeah, and we do three, three of the afternoon shows. That's right? six. Oh, plus that's PS I love like you, four. Oh, plus, yeah, so uh, the K Pod PS I love you game. So we're streaming. close to the thirty there, right? No. Yeah, we're like at twenty, 20 yeah. right? We're in the twenties. Yeah, yeah, that's that's close to thirty. That's a lot of content. I know, so maybe we shouldn't sign up with Ven. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like we got them covered. You know, <laughs> if you want, I'm... hey, do you guys just want to take our thirty? You or our twenty-five? You combine that to your thirty. There you are. You're at, you're at your fifty-five hours. I'm curious on what they're like. I want I want to clear a pitch. Like I, I think all this sounds so amorphous to me because we don't have an idea of what their programming is and how they like. The idea of hey we're go- we're going from zero to one hundred real quick. The idea of we're gonna have thirty hours of programming and not knowing what that is. It's like all right, how do you guys plan to build a community? Is that your is that your goal? Like, are you guys do you guys see yourselves as like they say MTV, but that's still like not a for for this being an internet thing, right? For this not being a channel on TV, you it sounds like they want to be something like an IGN or yeah. like a GameSpot, you know which. Sounds cool, but I don't, I don't, to, I don't know. To, you, to I, your point, I think you nail it so well of like, it sounds both forward-looking and, or forward-thinking and archaic. Because tr- trying to attach it to TV is something that we've seen so many people move away from, right? Like YouTube yeah. and Twitch and Mixer have been the democratization of making your own content and not having to worry about getting on big big networks. And we've seen them fall away and destination viewing fall away. And so the fact that they're talking so much about TV and being a network gets convoluted in the way that they're also going to have a YouTube and a Twitch page, right? Because that makes more sense of what you're trying to do. But I don't think that would generate the same kind of headlines. But maybe it would because you figure so many people are – you know, doing what we do, right? Where it's like, hey, we're going to do, we're going to be on Twitch streaming, we're going to be on YouTube, and we're going to make podcasts and shows. You don't see people often come out and be like, we're going to be a network. We're going to be, I, I, when you're saying you want to be on TV, right? That's already giving me what Sports Center vibes, you know, look like and stuff like that. Like, you yeah. know, outside of the COVID crisis, you wouldn't see people broadcasting from a spare bedroom and being on TV, TV. Yeah, like if if they came out and they did say like, hey, we are a TV channel and we're replacing what G4 did, that would make more sense to me. But like them, them, them evoking that stuff and then and then coming out and saying like a lot of the things that they're that they're mentioning in their quotes here sound like things that to them 
it sounds like they're saying something new, but all this doesn't sound like anything new to me. Like the quote, Venn is the nexus of gaming and media. And while most in, while most industries have stagnated, these two have taken off. It's like, what does that what does that mean? Like, I, in, and that's in the other of, problem with it. And then granted, like, I understand we're reading The Hollywood Reporter, which is not aimed at us. You know what I mean? That's aimed at people that sure. dial into entertainment news a bit more. And I'm not even knocking it. But it just sounds, it's all so buzzwordy. Like, again, where we finish this and it's like, cool, I just read in an article about Venn Studio and I have no fucking idea what that actually looks like. What is, what is this? You know what I mean? What are you doing? Now, granted, they had to move up and they're doing all these different things. I'm sure this isn't how they wanted to go about it, but. Yeah. So, so, hold like, on. I'm on, I'm on Venn.tv, right? Oh. Called Gaming Entertainment U. Uh, Venn, Video Game Entertainment and News Network. Venn is a new kind of TV network for the streaming generation aimed at gaming, pop culture, and esports audiences. Beta, launching July 2020, live from Los Angeles, and later three World Trade Center in New York. Venn will be distributed across a broad range of media platforms and offer original programming produced in-house and in partnership with some of the biggest names and creators across industries. There you go, Doc. Okay. Doc and Ninja getting paid, I'm sure, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't tell you anymore. I mean, it gives you a little bit of a glimpse. Okay, so it's news and entertainment, but like, what is that actually going to look like? How's that going to go? Yeah, and I'm looking at the quote here, right? It's going to be everywhere, and this is from the Hollywood Reporter article. It's going to be everywhere. We're calling it a universal network. That means that anywhere that consumers are consuming content, right? And they're talking about yeah. like YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff, I guess. My issue my issue is what I stated earlier, right? It sounds like they're talking about things as if they're new, but these are all things that have been done before by, yeah. I mean, like, you know, we're we're doing it right now. IGN is on YouTube, Twitch, and all these things, and they cover news and entertainment and all of that course. stuff. GameSpot is a thing that exists. Like I, I want to know what about Venn makes it particularly different. And maybe it is just a thing of like, hey, we're just going to be another one of those. Which cool. Like I'm, I'm down to see like you guys attempt to do that. Um, but where I'm at right now, I'm not necessarily at a place where I feel like I, I got to pay attention to them. Totally. Uh, it is worth pointing out, of course. Uh, you know, I know how many people watch us and are in the industry and want to get involved deeper in the industry. Venn.tv, that's V-E-N-N.tv slash careers. They have a whole bunch of stuff up here, uh, including a games editorial director, live broadcaster, live broadcast producer, showrunner, uh, manager of development digital formats, showrunner late night, director of on-air talent. No, I, I don't know Venn from Adam. Don't know anything about him. This is this could either be really cool or it could be totally lame. Uh, I could be a show director. Exactly. No, also, no, bless you. you don't also, don't read this, bless. I'd like to add, Ven. Doctor disrespects real cool, but real expensive. We're pretty cheap. We'll sell out. Hey Ven, how you doing? You name the price, you? You especially I mean? me. I. It's one of those things where honestly, and I. This is gonna sound like I'm a humble bragging. I'm not. So many people come up to us through the, from the entertainment industry and like, hey, would you want to do stuff for TV? And we're always like, all right, yeah, what do you, what, what do you want us to do? Or what do you think? And they're like, well, no, what, what can't you create that you'd love to make on TV? And we're always like, oh, well, now our audience is great. We can create anything we want on the internet. So I don't know. We're fine. And I, I had a conversation with somebody at E3. I won't name names. At E3 about they were trying to get their, their network was coming. And I wonder if it was Venn. The, the name Venn didn't come up to my knowledge. But it was like they were getting ready to try to do stuff. So we'll see. Maybe we sell blessing, and he is on Ven. He's the Ven. Oh, guy. I'm for sale, Ven. Give me a number. <laughs> LA? Why was oh, that? Man. Why are you saying this so sexually, like driven? That's that's. Oof. Hey, listen, I. Hey, 
All right, let's I'm just stop. saying the words. You can interpret them how you want. Let's Kevin. stop being sexual, everybody. Let's stop being sexual and instead talk about our sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Did you know one guy every hour, every day, is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all men listening, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, uh, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support to fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their, quote, We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in size, or any pain? Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any lumps, swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean, and that's why we're talking about the Perfect Package 3.0 from Manscaped. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your sack. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, uh, the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher. Uh, the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs uh, that will keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day long. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Learn more about testicular cancer screening at manscaped.com slash we dash save dash balls and share their educational video to help save lives and balls you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code games at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off at manscaped.com with the promo code games your balls will thank you blessing greg i'm glad we got out of the sexual ecosystem there talk about manscaping a sexual that's ecosystem a really good try greg I'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be so long before I get to fondle my balls. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shop, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, uh, Dauntless is introducing the first ever in-game activity for players that doesn't involve hunting behemoths. Springtide ushers in the Vernal Equinox with a new type of hunt, specifically the hunt for eggs. Uh, the three-part hunt tasks slayers with tracking down eggs hidden across the island, traveling to a specified location to herd uh, in the Shattered Isle's furriest new residence, the Puffle Hops, and then finally protecting the Puffle Hops from... The Stixian Invasion. This ends on April 23rd. Yeah, dorks. Uh, this week, GTA Online is offering triple rewards across several aerial combat-themed modes, plus several gifts, rewards, and benefits spanning GTA money, clothing, and discounts. Beholder 2 is on Xbox One. Bridge 3 is on Switch. Gunbrick Reloaded is on Switch. Monster Viator is on Switch. Fight of the Animals is on Switch. <laughs> AFL Evolution 2 is on PS4. Troubleshooter is on PS4. Blind Spot is on PC. Race Maniacs is on PC. I hope that's an auto race. Uh, the Procession to Calvary is on PC and Mac. Hinter Halt 3 is on PC and Mac. Bastard Little Zombie is on PC. Hold Down is on PC. Mask of Mists is on PC. Easy Puzzle Streets is on PC. And Wander Lust Trans Siberian is on PC and Mac. It's a big PC release day. You know what I mean? Is go ahead, everybody, warm up your drivers. Get in there. You know what I mean? Bless yeah, him. man. Get your hard Can't wait to play. Out. 
Wraith Maniacs. Go ahead, open Task Manager, make sure nobody's eating up the CPU. Uh, oh, yeah. New dates for you. Uh, a Fold Apart, which I've been excited for since we saw it, will release next week, April 17th, 2020, on Apple Arcade uh, and Nintendo Switch and Windows via Steam. Uh, today, developer Cradle Cradle Crate. Today, developer Cradle Games and publisher Tiny Build have made the difficult decision to postpone the release of the upcoming dark sci-fi RPG Hellpoint, previously scheduled for a PC and console launch in April 2020. Now it has been delayed. Uh, Sunless C, Submariner Edition, will be available for download on the Switch on April 23rd and Xbox One April 24th. Uh, it's already available on PS4. Shooting Blaster Big Bang Boom is an arcade shoot-em-up bullet hell game coming to Steam on April 16th. Shooting, shooting blaster, big bang, boom. That's a, that's a title right there. That's right. a great name for a game. I can get it. And then there's a Pokemon Go update. Ever wanted to see who's at the top of their game in the Go Battle League? You know I have. On Friday, April 10th, you'll be able to launch... Uh, You'll be able to with the launch of Go Battle League leaderboards on PokemonGoLive.com. The leaderboard is launching just after the Go Battle League changes from Ultra League to Master League, giving you an opportunity to see where you and others might stand right after the Go Battle League switches to a new format. Deals of the day for you. Uh, Epic Game Store has announced some freebies. You can currently get Close to the Sun and Sherlock Holmes Crime and Punishments until April 16th. Uh, Just Cause 4 then will be free from the 16th to the 23rd. And so will Wheels of Aurelia. Is that how you say that? How do you say that one? I I think you nailed that. Wheels of Aurelia. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Meanwhile, Xbox free play days are happening. Uh, You can do Override Mech City Brawl this weekend through the end of Sunday. Hitman, the complete complete first season through the end of Sunday. And then Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited is available until Tuesday right now for Xbox free to play. I highly recommend people check out uh, Hitman if you haven't already. I really love the modern Hitman games. And Kevin loves Just Cause, so Just Cause 4 next week. I do um let's get one reader mail in here of course we'll do the other one in the post show and we'll have a great time but i want to get this one here under goat wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hello gang are we digging this new playstation controller design because i don't think i am i know everyone's design tastes are different but while i like some of the angles and iconography iconography yes why am i i know that one sony went with i really hate these colors uh blessing we of course gary witt and i talked about this at length yesterday a very very long one but you mm-hmm. co-host of ps i love you xoxo with me uh have not had a chance to say anything on the show where do you come down on this new dual sense at first i was thrown off like i, I didn't hate it at first i yeah. i've been a, i've been at a place where i'm like like I, I I don't love the colors. I don't love the mostly white ble- bleeding into to black design. Yeah. Um, in terms of the form factor, I right now I I like how the form factor looks. Obviously, we're, I'm not really going to be able to speak definitively until I hold it in my hands. But it looks like the shape of it looks good to me. Like I I like this more than the I, I like the, how the shape of it looks more than the PS4 controller. Which like I PS4 controller is ergonomic, but like. I don't know. Something about this strikes me better, um, but I I I don't like that they took away the the colors of the buttons. Um, I know Gary would have kind of brought this up yesterday in terms of like how like you always associate like square with like pink or purple and triangle yeah. uh, with like so, like you you associate the each of the main symbols with certain colors, and so like for them to go colorless with it, I don't love as much. But like it might it's, it's probably gonna be, be a thing of like who cares by the time it actually comes out and you're actually playing game um 
but yeah, my biggest problem with it is I don't love the colors, but that's a thing that will get fixed. I mean, like not fixed, but that's there will be other controller variations to come out, and I can yeah. just get a different controller. Like that's not like the biggest issue. Um, Do you think but, that when you see it next to the console, it'll click for you the colors? That's what I'm hoping. I I'm hoping that I don't dislike the colors on the PS5. Because right now, like this doesn't give me hope in terms of what the PS5 is doing. <laughs> like, and really, what it doesn't really matter too much. But yeah, the idea that the PS5 design is gonna reflect how the or the it's gonna mirror how the controller looks like, and it is like this mostly white and then like 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 black highlights design. Yeah. I, in theory, right now I don't love it. That said, the more I look at the PS5 controller, the more I'm like, ah, it's it's growing it's growing on me. Like I like at this point. Like I die, I don't hate it, um, okay, but okay. at the same time, in terms of how it looks, like the colors of it, I don't love it either. Um, that okay. said, like I, I like the I like the touch or I like I like the touchpad and the um, the light bar. What they've done with the light bar instead of having it on the back, having it like on each side of the touchpad, I like how that looks. Um, and that seems to be like a very practical solution in terms of the light bar being on the back. I don't think really ever made sense aside from PSVR and that functionality. But in yeah. terms of how how that light bar plays in practically when you're playing any other game uh like i've never really been a fan of that thing just being on in the back and you not seeing it even though like in the uh in in future in later iterations of the controller they put yeah, like, they the, put the little switch. line at the top yeah. i think this works a lot better than removing it from the back i think it was a good decision i like the logo instead of the the circle button being in the middle i think that's really cool the microphone being built into the controller I, I I'm mixed on because that makes me think I'm going to go into online games and everybody's just gonna have <laughs> and my people phone. screaming and music yeah, playing and, and everything. Just like people's families in the background. Like I be be playing Call of Duty for the last day. It's been ridiculous. I forgot <laughs> how like just loud and toxic th- that people are on Call of Duty when you're just playing in whatever lobbies and you have your your um the lobby audio on. Yeah. Um, and so the idea of the idea of everybody having their mics just automatically in their controller. Uh, and that not being a barrier kind You're of fills with up. a lot not of fear. I, I am not feeling that. Also, it, I can't make the excuse anymore <laughs> that I don't have a mic. I, uh, I can't talk to you. Sorry, I don't have a mic. Yeah, it's it like, oh, sorry, I lost in. my mic. My mic broke. Um, I know, it's so, broken. Hell no, like, I accidentally stopped on my mic. I can't do that anymore, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like overall, I think it's good. I think it's, okay. I, I don't hate okay. it. Okay, good. I'm sure we'll talk more about it on PSL of you XOXO next week. Yeah. But for now. It's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Robbie Rob needs help on Steam. Uh, Robbie Rob's Steam name is Robbie Rob Plays. R-O-B-B-Y-R-O-B-P-L-A-Y-S. No spaces. Dear kind of funny best friends the time has come to finally seek seek salvation from the dark times of this pandemic and join me in the virtual worlds of gaming i have a wide selection of games and an htc vibe to join in the virtual world Uh, with all that aside i still work but usually online between 5 p.m and 10 but usually online between 5 p.m and 10 p.m uh pacific time and always available to chat as well if gaming isn't needed right away see you in the new world Robbie Rob plays. If you want to play some VR games with Robbie Rob plays or just other Steam games like Solitaire or Minesweeper, hit him up on Steam. Robbie Rob plays. 
Uh, bless. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Um, Kylar says, not that you're wrong, but breaking Amazon delays new world August 25th, 2020. Um, Price412 says, Elden Ring delayed to 2021. I haven't checked any of these, by the way. So they, if they're joke sorry um blackjack says greg i believe montreal is mostly english speaking but french is the primary language. no no no, motherfucker i've been to montreal no, shut your face all right it's a dual language city most of them are fine well hey when i had to go get measured for a suit or whatever in the middle of this thing the, the woman didn't speak any english so jen had to do it so don't act no you know what blackjack you're timed out you're, you're timed out you're timed sorry out. blackjack yep um uh, those delays probably weren't real there's a bunch of people in here trying to do the same yeah i know so they've been doing that every single day they've been doing a bunch of bitly links in here so yeah Yeah. it's on me sorry i should have clicked on the link but clearly it's the same link that everybody just wants me to click on yeah just so y'all know we know when you're being we know when you're being fake and you're wrong um, do you guys want me to get the email that submitted that and sent an insane amount of spam mail to them? No, Kevin, we okay. won't sync to anyone's Because I could. Names. Just say the word. A lot of people are just trying to editorialize here. Yeah, people are... Ah, I'm not going to read them. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, we have a post show to do. You can catch it on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games if you want to. Head on over there. We love and appreciate you. But until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Later.